Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we're talking about those sky-high gas prices. That's right. It's a whole episode on where to go and get your gas, which are the best places, where is it the cheapest, and which detergent is great for your gas. Can, Matt, where do you get your gas? Can, can I do the intro? Oh, sorry. Yeah, totally. You know, because on th- Thursday, you're all like, oh, let me take over the intro. My turn, my turn, my turn, my turn. My turn. Yeah, to, yeah to, you, to got to you got this. I believe in you. Do it. This week, we'll be talking about sky-high gas prices. My speaker literally cut out. That, <laughs> I don't think your microphone was able to process how high-pitched that voice was. There's some glass that somewhere is- that got shattered in my room, I think. Shit. No, my ear got shattered. I apologize for that. I was trying not to yell, just to go high. Hi, I'm Mickey right, Mouse. Okay. <laughs> you you want you want to take one more stab at it? Um, okay, all right, all right. Today we'll be talking about sky high gas prices. That's right. This week. This week. This ah oh, shit, dude. Okay, this week. This week. This week. This week we'll be talking about right, sky on, high yeah, outtake, gas prices. Outtake. Bleep, bleep. You know, that the outtake sound? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously. We'll get into the obvious part is with gas prices, we're going to be talking about the economy. The type of gas, regular, unleaded, uh, premium. I'm, I'm a regular guy, you know? I think it's filtered enough in California where you don't have to go crazy with it unless you have a high-performance vehicle. I do not. Um so you know just whatever's cheap right now cheap is not cheap at all it's like fucking four and a half dollars five dollars right it's expensive yep it it sure is it is very expensive Uh, Um, fun fact you should check what kind of gas your car needs and put that kind of gas in there and don't try to be cool and put you know premium when your car asks for regular or regular when you ask car for when your car asks for premium because you'll mess up your engine i'm pretty sure i put the right one in because i think i checked like years ago when i got the car well, when you open the the thing, it'll tell you in there, like the, the gas, uh, whatever. The door? The door? Sure. Yeah, the door. Really? Inside the door. Yeah. It'll say regular unleaded or it'll say premium or whatever it says. I did not know that. I will check next time. You should check. Uh, other cool stuff that you did, probably didn't know about cars. Well, so that was one of them, right? You should put the gas they're supposed to put. Because sometimes people say put better gas because like it'll burn better. But the problem there is that these engines, when they're created, are made to work with a certain type of gas. And that's when they work at their optimum level, right? Because the way engine works is it mixes air with gas, which creates the combustion, which pushes pistons, which creates power. When you put higher grade gasoline and your car doesn't need it, that ratio of air to gas gets messed up. And what can happen is it can cause misfires and can mess up your engine. Um, so, yeah. So, cool lesson there. Uh, it should say it inside your uh, little gas thing when you open it. But the other cool thing is that I didn't know until quite recently. When you want to pump your tires, Matt, where do you find out how much you should pump them? Uh, the internet. No, seriously? You look it up on the internet? Yeah, I, just, I Google everything. 
Interesting. Okay. Uh, you probably shouldn't Google it because um, each car has a different uh, tire pressure that it should be. Um, I used to always look on the tire, right? And there's like a max PSI or KPSI or whatever. I used to go like, all right, well, if that's the max, I'll go a little bit underneath. I'll be fine, right? Did it for a while. So one day I took my car in for uh, tire service and I was talking to the guy and I'm like, you know, how much do you guys usually put? He's like, here, let me show you. Walks up to the driver's side door, opens it, looks inside the driver's side door, and there's a sticker that says, regular operating PSI, front tires, rear tires, spare tire. So that's what you should follow when you're pumping your uh, your tires, because again, it's made that way for a reason. I actually have seen that sticker, and it does match what the internet told me. So Okay, well... I, there you go. But yeah, you, you, you want you want to hear a cool one from me since we're literally talking about cars and gas this whole episode instead of just the economy. I, know, um, I thought this this episode was supposed to be about something else, but cars and gas just seem so much more interesting. On your gas <clears throat> uh, fuel gauge monitor in the car, right, there will be an arrow on either the right side or the left side of it. That It may look like a triangle. Yes. Yeah, yeah it kind of is a triangle. I, I call it an arrow. That is pointing, whether it's right or left, to which side your gas cap is on that way you do not need to pull in the wrong way or if you're driving like a friend's car or maybe a rental you're like oh shit it's on the right side i pulled it on the left side because mine's on the left i have to back out and reverse and it's a thing surprise surprise do you want to know something else cool that has to do with gas caps if you if you fuel up at costco it doesn't matter which side you go in all of their gas uh lines are made to go on either side of the car so even if your uh, gas cap is on the left side and you're going to grab the hose from the right side, it has a little uh, retractable thing on the top so you can pull it to the other side and fill it in, therefore making it more efficient so people don't have to worry about that as they're pulling in. Another fun fact, if you go to Costco, I will always get a hot dog and soda because that price has not changed in the past like 25 years and it is the best deal you can possibly have for lunch, just saying another fun fact if you go to costco you should get the rotisserie chicken because it's only five dollars and man you get a whole chicken for five bucks that's already cooked amazing and then if you go and get some of that french bread you have a full meal right there for seven dollars that'll feed you for at least three days yeah you buy the chicken you shred it when you get it home and then you freeze what you don't need well, you know, fuck, like, we don't even need to talk about inflation in the economy. We just solved everybody's problems. Have a Costco near you. There's cheaper gas. You, you can pump it on either fucking side. And then you can go get some shredded chicken and maybe get yourself a hot dog and a uh, and a nice cold drink, you know? I agree. I, and I got my tire fixed at Costco. Um, I talked about getting my uh, a nail in my tire during Therapy Thursday. Went to Costco. They fixed it. So there you go. Did you buy your tires there? I did not. Oh, I bought my tires there. They They are great. Their tire warehouse center is awesome. Like I had a nail in mine. Like I had it like a week after I got new tires and I went in and they're like, yeah, we'll just give you a new tire. We'll, we'll patch it if we can do it, do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. They like rotated it. Nice. And, um, you know, put the proper PSI, all that shit. Um, no, no, they, they didn't, man. I was there yesterday, today, yesterday, anyway, sometime this week, whenever I did it. Um, and they, they put completely the wrong PSI in every single one of my tires. So don't, don't trust what they do. Wait, how did you know? Because I got in my car and I, my car has tire pressure sensors. Oh, and so, I checked, so it tells you each one. And my rear tires were seven PSI above. 
and my front tires were three psi above did they and the tire that they replaced was actually lower than the other ones which is dumb because you would think they would have pumped that one to the right did they use nitrogen instead they do use nitrogen yes but is that a different psi rating it is not a different it's the same thing yeah psi has to do with the pressure inside right pressure per square inch yeah anyway getting back to the episode that was a lot of fun talk about cars and costco i i guess you can all tell that we're we're starting a new series called costco and cars um (laughs) getting coffee do not sue me sorry sorry jerry (laughs) (laughs) but no the real the real uh, topic of this week's episode is actually inflation and these uh, ever-increasing gas prices but also i haven't seen it as much as costco but other grocery stores the ever-increasing price of everything else so if you've gone to the store and uh, you're used to paying, I don't know, what's a good example? I don't usually drink soda, but I was having a party a couple weeks ago and I went to buy some cans of soda, right? And, you know, cans of soda were what, two for five bucks, three for nine, something like that, right? Pretty good deals, I, I would say. Anyway, I go to buy, uh, buy a 12, 12 pack of uh, soda and the... Um, I checked the price, and it's $8 for one. I would have immediately yeah, canceled no, the party. No, I, was giving, I was giving it a moment of silence so everyone can really absorb that information. Anyway, I obviously did not buy a 12-pack of soda for $8 because that makes no sense. I instead bought a 2-liter for, I don't know, like 2 bucks, uh, which made a lot more sense. Uh, so yeah, think think about what you're doing. But inflation is real. Uh, we are seeing uh, increasing prices everywhere. Um, Matt, you have any examples too? Um, I'm trying to think of anything because I typically get food delivered from Costco, and I think Costco has been pretty good about it because they, um, I believe, you can only have like a 15% like charge on top of what you would normally pay. Or something like that. That's why, like, they don't work with certain brands because they charge more money than they make on it. It's like some profit margin that they have to guarantee. So I've seen more brands that I typically would buy at Costco not be there anymore. Like things that I would buy be like, oh, we're no longer stocking this. Maybe because they've raised their prices and Costco's like, no, we have to guarantee a certain price to our consumers. Um, But I have seen it, especially in gas. Um, I mean, I work remotely, so I don't really have to get gas that often but i when i drive around to get food um that's been higher i don't know if fast food might be higher i don't really know i just you know give in my car and drive on my my merry ass way um but i have i don't really have much to compare to either i did go to corner bakery today though and a salad and a sandwich cost me like 28 bucks so Uh, a sandwich and a salad not a fucking group deal 28 dollars yeah, a salad and a sandwich. What the fuck? Well, I mean, to be fair, for my side, I substituted a bowl, of, cup of soup, which was two dollars extra. But uh, <laughs> that—that's that, twenty-six dollars. <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, the thing is, I don't know how much corner was before, so I don't—I don't really have information to compare. Right? Maybe that's how the prices have been ever since. Who knows when? And it's just me going now. But yeah, it was pretty surprising to see. for a sandwich and a salad. Yeah, I mean, I did get something from, like, Jack in the Box a week or two ago. Like, some new, like, bacon 
infused egg sandwich and it was like two for i don't know six seven bucks or something like ah oh, they're probably gonna be pretty good right three dollars a sandwich and i got it and it was literally just a bun with like a piece of egg on it and i was like so <laughs> disappointed because the advertisement made it look good and well maybe the bacon was infused inside the bun it was it, it tasted like doo-doo to be honest it wasn't that good um <laughs> But, you know, I was looking at like, ah, like, is that how it normally is? Right. I'm not, I don't eat a lot of fast food, so I don't really pay attention to it. But, um, I have seen a lot of reports online of like milk has gone up, like eggs, like all the like essentials have gone up a lot. And, um, the, the problem becomes, you know, things are going up and it's harder to afford it. But like, those are like the staples that people have to like have cheap food that's somewhat healthy to like raise kids right you're like your your necessities like milk bread eggs meats um maybe seafood like whatever right like those like fruits vegetables right like the more like natural-esque things that you can buy as opposed to like going in there and getting a bunch of hot pockets or something right (laughs) um so a lot of those things are going up which is causing a bunch of issues kind of downstream because people can't afford as much as there were before i actually have seen um not so much price increases but i order i got a um a frozen pizza when i was at target and it was like half the size of what it normally is yeah i was actually gonna just talk about that too there, there's this other phenomenon called shrinkflation and uh it's it's exactly what matt just said so in order to, and this has been happening long before inflation started recently, right? Shrinkflation has been going on for years. And so you've, some of you may have probably noticed that some of the things you buy are the same price, right? But they're, maybe they're finishing a little bit faster. You're like, why are they finishing? Am I just eating more? Am I using more of it? Uh, and I'm here to tell you that no, you're not. Something, <laughs> what's happening is shrinkflation. These companies are making their products smaller, right? Giving you less, but charging you the same amount. And, you know, sometimes it's subtle and maybe you don't see it. Sometimes they change their packaging, right? Look, we have brand new packaging. And, it, it you know, they design it in a way so that it looks like it's the same size, but they actually, you know, shaved off an inch or two and now you're getting less product. And it's to increase their profit margins. But the only people that lose here are me and you, the consumers, because to us, we're still paying the same price, but we're getting less of something. Um, and I think we're going to be seeing more and more of this uh, sort of as inflation continues and shrinkflation, I guess, picks up only because, you know, for, for someone like me, right? I went to the store, I saw the 12 pack was $8, didn't buy it. Now, if I had gone to the store and I'd seen that a 12 pack of sodas was you know, two, three for $9, I would have bought it. And if they had decreased the can sizes, honestly, I probably wouldn't have checked. You know, if they went from, what what size are cans? 12.9 fluid ounces? Uh, 12, uh, I think. 12 fluid ounces. Yeah, imagine if they had made them 11 fluid ounces each or whatever, right? Chances are I wasn't about to check it, especially if the cardboard box that they're in was the same size. I was probably just going to grab it and leave. So it's a it's a more subtle approach that companies take. Um, it's a more sneaky approach, and uh, it's not good for us as the consumers in any way, shape, or form. Other than I guess making you drink less soda if it's the unhealthy stuff that they're doing less of. Uh, but you know if they're doing it with 
other stuff like your laundry detergents and your milk and your um, rice and all that other stuff, uh, then obviously you're, you know, you're getting less for the same amount of money, which is what inflation is actually. So yeah, it's a form of inflation, I guess. Yeah. And the scary thing is that inflation's been above 5% for the past four months. The last time it was above 5% for three months was during the 2008 crash. And I think last month or this month, they said that it was 6.2%, which is um, yep. the highest it's been in the past 30 years. So it it is going to start being felt pretty significantly, I think, uh, especially like out here in California. We noticed it kind of early because gas prices had been creeping up so much. Um, you know, it's crazy to me that it is almost like four and a half, five dollars in that range. Um, I remember when it cracked four and people were losing their minds like years ago. Like, it's going to hit four. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And the problem becomes like if there is a crash uh, or a recession or if there is any type of correction, how do you handle that? Right. Like, what is your plan? And we talk a lot about not worrying about things in the future that you can't control. Right. Like if there's a massive earthquake or if aliens attack or whatever, right? Let's hope Elon Musk can defend us with SpaceX. Um, zombie attack. Right. Zombies. Like all these things in movies, you know, like the Umbrella Corp. If they let some virus loose, you know, we can't really think about any of these things. But um, you can come up with a plan to help during, you know, any type of financial crisis. Uh, we did a, a series on, you know, financial health and walking you through a different steps and like having a budget, saving money, investing, those types of things. Um, so hopefully that, that helps you and you're in a pretty good place. We know that like anxiety is a huge, um, a huge outcome that happens when you don't have enough money, right? Cause you're always worried about like, am I going to have enough money to eat this week? Am I going to have enough money to feed my kids? Um, and if you do have kids, you're probably like, well, I'm okay to starve. My kid is not right. So then you got to think about that. It's like, well, it's going to suck for me and I'm going to give them food but it's going to be tough for everyone. And, um, you know, just start thinking about those types of things, putting some money away, saving. Um, it's also during the holiday season right now, which means that people are probably spending more money for things like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the different holidays, right? It's like, it's the time to give things away and spend money. Um, maybe hold on that shit. Cause, cause you might need the money just to afford milk, man. Like, <laughs> No, it, it, I mean, it is tough. I I was obviously still, um, I mean, I wasn't like too young, but I was still pretty young when the, the crash happened in 08, right? And we saw some of those effects, but, you know, I wasn't working a full-time job. I didn't own a house. I, you know, I, I didn't have family back then, so I really didn't experience the full breadth of it. But, you know, financial anxiety is is one of the tougher ones to, to deal with because it's not something that you can, you know, I mean, you can still go obviously to therapy and like help try and like figure out your thoughts and like your feelings about it and like how to manage it. But it's not something that can go away until you have your finances really under control or maybe not go away, but it's, it's going to be on your mind, whether you're feeling anxious or not until you have your finances under control. And like Matt said, it is important you know, when when something as massive as, uh, 
you know, a nationwide or worldwide financial crisis happens to have money saved up, to have funds that you can use. Because, you know, during the 08 financial crisis, obviously home prices tanked and, you know, some people that, you know, had loans now, their loans were worth more than their homes and it started causing a lot of problems and a lot of people went bankrupt and defaulted on their loans. Uh, but because of that, the economy also crashed. So people who had money in stocks, all they saw all of their stocks go down. They saw all of their 401ks go down, people that were about to retire. So it is important to really, again, go back to and listen to our financial series because we talk about the difference between investing and between saving. You know, they're not the same thing. You can have, you know, $401,000 in investments, uh, but that doesn't mean much because the market crashes. That can become $100,000 very easily or even less than that. But if you have $400,000 or $401,000, I'm saying that because of 401k, which is not what it means, but I'm just saying that because of that. Um but if you have it in savings, you know, it's, it's going to stay the same. I mean, yes, inflation will obviously have an effect on that. Um, and your money will not be worth as much as it would be. But at least you're not seeing it completely go down. Um, what are some other things? I think you want to make a point, Matt. I saw you making some hand gestures. No, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm always down to talk more. <laughs> No, what I was going to say, uh, and I think I said it once before um, on, on a different episode, is one way to try and counteract um, inflation, right, is it is towards the end of the year when people usually get, you know, uh, price bumps or raises and stuff like that. You know, if your company is giving you, uh, if it has a regular 2% or 3% that they give you, maybe you can ask them to give you more. Uh, to at least match inflation because uh, as of right now if you get a three percent increase you're actually losing money next year because if inflation is at six percent you get a three percent increase uh you're down three percent from what you were making this year so you got to keep that in mind and some companies might be willing to do it and work with you um hopefully they give you more than the six percent right uh but if not at least at least it's something that you can talk to them about uh, which will hopefully help ease some of that uh, these price increases um, and make it a little bit easier to bear. Yeah, I mean, it's so true across the board, even when inflation is normally like 3%. If you're not getting a 3% bump, you're losing money. You're technically getting a pay decrease, right? The same way that if you don't invest your money in normal market conditions and like normal inflation, let's say 2 to 3%, um, and you put your money in the bank... And the bank's giving you half a percent on the money that you're storing there in like a savings account, but inflation is three percent. Well, you're actually losing two and a half percent on that money, right? Now you're not really losing the money. You still have the money, the same amount, but you're losing the purchasing power that goes with that specific amount of money, which is kind of a hard concept to understand sometimes because you're like, well, I have the same amount of money. How did I lose money, right? Unless you're well, think about it this way. And sorry to cut in there, man. No, you're good. Let's say you have. Let's say you had $100, right? Let's say you had $100 today, right? And let's go back about 60 to 70 years. Let's say you had $100 60 to 70 years from now, right? So 60 to 70 years ago, 
100 dollars uh, is a little bit too much let's go down to ten dollars okay just just to make this uh, analogy a little bit easier so you have ten dollars today someone living in uh 1950s has ten dollars right with that ten dollars someone in 1950s goes to mcdonald's i think it's around that time goes to mcdonald's and their burgers are 10 cents right and so they go and they buy um you know 10 100 burgers with that ten dollars right so 1960s gets 100 burgers with that ten dollars now let's say that guy did not buy those burgers back then he got that hundred dollars and stuffed it under his mattress now we're in the year 2021 takes out that ten dollars from under his mattress goes to mcdonald's to buy 100 burgers he only gets one and a half burgers maybe Maybe two burgers. Let's say he gets two burgers, right? So that's that. That's how that's how it works, right? That's how the value of your money goes down. There, it's still ten dollars. That ten dollars is the same exact thing it was, but what happened is the price of other things increased, or the value of the dollar decreased, and so now that ten dollars only gets you two burgers instead of a hundred. Now imagine if that guy, like what Matt was saying, imagine if that guy had maybe invested that ten dollars into um, I don't know. What what was what did they have back then? Uh, maybe let's say he invested at ten dollars into the McDonald's stock, right? He bought ten dollars worth of McDonald's stock. You know, today he would have had whatever, let's say fifty times that ten dollars. He would have had fifty dollars, right? So he could have taken that fifty dollars, went to McDonald's, bought a hundred burgers today. So that ten dollars back then and the fifty dollars today are equivalent. And by investing, he would have been able to counteract the negative effects of inflation or negative effects of the the um, depreciation of the dollar to still be able to afford that same number of the product. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Thank you. Yeah, man. Fuck it. Fucking math boy over here. Math major. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's like what you're seeing. It's just think of it as think of inflation overall, kind of like the um, the sand on a beach, right? At one point, it was a rock, and the water eroded it slowly over time. That's what's happening with your fucking ten dollars, right? It's like back in the day, you're like a hundred burgers, I can feed. My family, the whole community, everything, right? I'm rich as fuck. In fact, with $10, why don't I go buy a house that's now worth like $3 million? Um, You know, like who knows? Who knows what you're going to do? Go, go buck wild with your $10. But today, that money is not worth nearly as much, right? And it's like inflation throughout the years is slowly eroding away at the purchasing power that you have with the money. So it's not a crazy big effect. But when you start looking at the market as a whole and everything going on and you're like, well, I went to the grocery store. Normally I spent $100 and I always get, you know, bread, eggs, cheese, bacon, this, 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 whatever, right? To make my food for the week. And then you go, well, now I'm spending $110, right? You're going to start to feel that pretty immediately because you have something to compare it to. So when you have the baseline and you understand what you were paying before versus what you're paying now, it's it can be pretty jarring. And for me, not, I mean, I fill up my car for gas like every few months because I work remotely and I only really leave to like hang out with people or maybe um, go get fast food every once in a while. 
So for me, like not seeing gas prices and then all of a sudden seeing them, I'm like, holy shit, it's high. It's kind of the same way if you are, um, like if you're losing weight or trying to make a, a lifestyle change, the worst person to ask your progress about is the people that you see every day because they see you every day. They see the gradual change. But then when you see somebody you haven't seen in six months, they go, holy shit, you're looking really good, right? That, or, or really bad. Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe don't tell people if it's looking bad. You know, everybody's everybody's dealt with COVID shit, right? Yeah, let's 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 put the brakes on it, everybody. But yeah, it's true, right? Like you start to see people you haven't seen them after ten years. Like last time you saw them was high school, and you see them at, at your reunion, you're like, holy shit, you're a different person. Um, good or bad, good or bad, but it's kind of that same effect, right? Where like. If you actually, like, if somebody was actually, like, if some representative from, like, Chase Bank was actually coming into your fucking house every every month and, like, taking money out of your cash pile and, like, ha-ha, this is mine now. Fuck you. I'm, I'm Mr. Inflation. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm going to kick that little fucker's ass, right? If it's, like, a, I'm imagining, like, a leprechaun or something running into your house. It's like, hee-hee, these are mine. Lucky charms. Um, I'm imagining uh, Scrooge. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Come right? Fuck up that old man, dude. Make that bitch quack. Um <laughs> but you know what i mean like because you don't really see it uh it's it's hard to kind of visualize what's happening and that's kind of the scary thing because when i had mentioned that the the numbers for inflation were um kind of the equivalent of the 2008 crash i was immediately preparing like, oh shit there's going to be a recession right there's going to be a crash a lot of people have said it for a while um even pre-covid like two three years before they're like hey there's going to be a crash soon because it's going to correct right we've had a a bull market for a really long time after the 2008 crash after we recovered right we've been going up 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 stock market's at an all-time high it's eventually going to come back down and it's kind of like well i'm i'm in it as long as i'm happy and i'm making money but i don't want to be the one holding the bag when it crashes and for a shot in myself we're young, we're, we're working, right? We're not planning on retiring anytime soon, really. But I think... Hey, speak for yourself. I mean... I want to retire within the next 10 years. That's that's pretty good. Me too. But... I'm just kidding. I don't actually want to retire. I don't ever want to retire. I I mean, I want to, like, do side projects that help people like this and other things. I don't, I don't want to stop working. I'd get bored. Just want to work on things that matter, you know? Yeah, sorry, you were you were saying. <laughs> kind of just cut in there. We're not planning on retiring. You're right. We're not. No, uh, because we're not at that age yet. We're still building our careers, right? We're still working. We're doing all the stuff, you know, in that professional life side. Uh, but I really feel for the people that are in the middle of their, you know, 65, 70, maybe older than that, and they're like, "I'm going to retire this year." And it's like, oh shit, you might have to keep working because what if the market crashes, right? The what if, the what if, the what if. And especially if they haven't been planning for retirement correctly because there's not a lot of resources out there. Now it's great, right? You can go on the internet, you can learn about anything or you can check out our podcast episodes and learn about finances, right? 20 years ago, you didn't really have those resources. So a lot of people were just banking on like, I'm going to retire one day. The government's going to take care of me. I'm going to get a bunch of money. We're going to be cool. And then when you actually get that money, you're like, well, shit, I can't buy a a hundred hamburgers anymore, (laughs) right because the money's only going to get me so much and then you need to start thinking about those things right and also like for myself i mean you know single in one baby on my my w2 so you know like i just have to think about myself and my family my friends um like a shot obviously has to think about his wife uh, this fucking cute as fuck dog um (laughs) you know the other people in his life as well so it's kind of like 
when you are older, you have kids, maybe young kids, right? It starts to become a much bigger factor and money overall matters a lot more because you have less of it because you're feeding more mouths, uh, which is why it does matter when grocery store prices are going up, restaurant prices are going up, gas prices are going up, all the things that are going up that are basic necessities that we need to live in order to go out and make more money, right? The things right. that we have to deal with to basically have jobs in society. Now, you know, we're lucky we get to work remotely, so we're less concerned with gas prices, right? We're probably more concerned personally with like food prices, right? We're like, oh, I got this food and this is more money. What's going on? Oh my God, cookies are $6 or cans of soda are $8. You're like, do I have to be the bad friend that's not going to have soda at this party? Fuck them. I'm not bringing soda to the party. <laughs> no, I just get the two liter. You just got to be smart about it. Or you go and get the Shasta Cola. Hell yeah, dude. Th- those bad boys came in three liters. That was the shit. Like you, you knew. Well, you knew you were a little bit financially unstable as a kid if your parents had to buy that instead. But <laughs> you get you get them big boys, them three liters, man. Polish off one of those over a couple days of Call of Duty. Ooh, living the dream, man. I wish I could go back to that, having yeah. no responsibilities. Um, but uh-huh, now I'm an adult. Like <laughs> you had a you had a great caffeine soda filled video game field childhood, uh, as did I. I just didn't have as much caffeine and soda. I was more of a sweets guy. I, I would go through a whole bag of Kit Kats um, in one sitting. I, I do that now. Chocolates were my There thing. are no safeguards on adults. You can buy as many Kit Kats as you like, everybody, as many Reese's as you like. You, you don't have to wait until Halloween to get candy. You can just go buy it right now. Hell, Amazon and other places will deliver it to you. Um, you can do it. I don't recommend it for your health, but I do recommend it for your mental health if you need a day to just sit down, watch Netflix, down a bunch of candy, and forget about your fucking problems because God do we need it. <laughs> All right, well, I am going to go and buy myself some candy um, and uh, say goodbye to you and all the great listeners. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Um, I'll report back uh, next week to how my candy hunt went. I'm just kidding. I I have a lot of candy. I'm actually just going to go and grab some of my leftover Halloween candy. But uh, stay safe, everyone. Stay healthy. Uh, And uh, I hope uh, inflation and shrinkflation don't have too big an effect on all of you.